Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into the Gigam 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined as always by Carter Carls. Um, Carter, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're really in the midst of spring ball now. We had the spring, well, we had the pro day on Tuesday as we're recording this and a um, lot to get to on, on that front. How you been? How you, how you been? Good, man. Uh, just celebrated a birthday, went, went back home yeah, well, happy and, birthday. uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. So uh, it's been a been a fun uh, couple of weeks. Uh, man, it's been great to have spring football back and and see this team in person. And uh, definitely a lot of uh, early first impressions I've taken away, and and uh, some impressive things I've seen. A couple concerning things. So your your typical spring football uh, uh, kind of eye test uh, look at things. So it's just been good. No doubt, and you know. I, I think one of the things with spring ball is it, it moves fast. Once it gets here, like it's already in the, you know, we're already now into the second week guys are in pads. Um, they're roughly about a third of the way through spring ball already. And so the spring, the spring game is right around the corner. Um, starting with the pro day, obviously A&M had a couple guys in that uh, current players, Jalen Jones, Antonio Johnson and Devon Achain, And then a couple former players, coming back as well. Um, what, what did you take away from the day uh, with those guys working out? Biggest thing for me really was Devon A. Chain. I, I think he was the most interesting player there. I mean, everyone loves him, Devon A. Chain with how fast he is. And, and just whenever you can see a little guy play good at football, like it's, it's pretty fun to watch. But with him, it's certainly interesting thinking about, okay, what will he be in the NFL? Uh, and mm-hmm. that was kind of the focus of the day where 
you see him start off doing running back drills. Then you start seeing him do receiver drills where he's running routes, catching passes. And when we talked to him afterwards, he, he said that teams have asked him about playing receiver and whether he would accept that role and whether he thinks he could do that role. And you look at the last two seasons, he's been at AD, A&M. Uh, he caught 60 passes. So certainly uh, he showed that he can um, at least be serviceable in that area. Watching him in those drills, though, I was very impressed just seeing his hands. He was hauling in a lot of hard uh, uh, balls. I mean, again, it's against air, so it's not like it was a simulated game situation. But, you know, sometimes you go in these spring drill or these, these pro day drills and these running backs – catch passes but they're not overly impressive a chain did impress me in that regard so um that was the big thing i was looking at when you try to project who this player will be he, he's not a guy who size wise you think will be able to take the pounding i mean we've even seen that the biggest of running backs that the strongest of running backs ezekiel elliott you know embrace that pounding and, and deliver that pounding and then, you know, four or five years later, they wear down. So you don't want to see that role for A-Chain. You'd rather him be kind of this versatile guy that does a lot of things or maybe even transition to wide receiver full-time like the speedy guy on the Chiefs uh, a few years ago, uh, Tyreek Hill did. So uh, mm -hmm. anyways, there, there's a lot of ways to look at it, but I thought he was the most fascinating. Uh, Antonio Johnson and, and Jalen Jones – more of a traditional pro day for them. With Antonio Johnson, the, the teams really like his versatility, his ability to, you know, play in the box, play free, play, you know, in the slot, cover the best guy, offer run support, blitz off the edge. I mean, the guy can do it all. That's what teams really love about him. With Jalen Jones, um, just from my observation, his last year was really where he came on. I mean – he always was playing. He, he got immediate playing time. But, you know, as Jimbo Fisher told us, you know, he kind of um, was dealing with hamstring injuries and wasn't always 100%. Last year was the year that he finally put it all together and, and showed that he could be one of the better quarters in the SEC. Um, and then the last thing to note with Jalen Jones, he ran a 4 4 at Pro Day, he ran a four-five-seven uh, forty at the combine. I know a lot of people probably hear that and they say, "Well, it's a Pro Day; it's not a laser time." Like, mm -hmm. do we think that this kid, in a span of a month, really became 0.17 seconds faster? Um, I don't know. I'm not going to be the judge of that. It's not like I had a stopwatch and was right next to them when they were running it. Uh, so I, I didn't really have the angle to where I could just time it. But this yeah. was timed by pro scouts who have done this for several, several years. Um, and it's at least a big enough difference to think, wow, I mean, he, he may have made a lot more money on that day because that's obviously a huge difference in a 40 time. So if anyone had the, the pro day performance where you thought, wow, they, they may have improved their draft stock, Probably Jalen Jones. I was going to be my next question on, on guys that had had kind of helped themselves the most, and it might it might well be Jalen Jones. And you know, it was interesting to hear Fisher kind of 
wade into the debate that a lot of A&M fans I feel like have had dating back to when Jalen Jones was in high school about whether he's a corner or whether he's a safety. I know a lot of A&M fans felt like he'd be better served as a safety. And Jimbo Fisher also said, you know, look, he could go back there potentially later in his career. Once he, once, you know, it could allow him to extend his career for a couple more years. And um, he's right. That's, that's, it's a position I feel like Jalen Jones could go back and play. And, and to his point about Antonio Johnson, you know, it, he is playing a lot of those speedy, quick guys when he's at when he's at the nickel spot, and that's a tough position to to put a guy like Antonio Johnson in. But he really thrived in that role, especially over the last two years. Um, really became the leader of that defense. It's going to be a big void that A and M has to has to kind of fill. And and yeah, on Devon Achain, sixty five receptions for five hundred and fifty four yards. Um, over his time at AM. And, you know, I think he he is a guy that's really comfortable catching passes out of the backfield, can be a special teams guy. They've obviously seen that with the win over Alabama. He can change a game in a hurry with a kick return, punt return. Um, I think he could be really dynamic on that front as well. And and probably gonna be one of those guys that I don't think minds at all moving out to different spots and uh, is is really comfortable playing playing, whether it's running through the tackles, whether it's as a receiver, I think he'd be really comfortable on that front. And, you know, it is interesting on the, on the 40 times you mentioned that. And, and it's one of the reasons that sometimes high school coaches, you know, encourage kids not to maybe run a 40 if they're out at a camp, because so much of it sometimes is technique. How do you get off on a, on a start? And, and um, that can, that can also account for a little bit of the, the timing change. If, if you don't get off to a good start or your technique isn't quite, where it needs to be. There's more to it than, than just speed. So um, it's one of those things you really have to train for and, and fine tune that stuff. And it can make a big difference, but I certainly think, you know, in, 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 in that front, it's A&M's had some disappointing pro days. I feel like the last couple of years with, with guys that maybe didn't test that well. Um, but I feel like this one, there was no, there was no glaring example of like, man, they really didn't test that well or, or the numbers, you know, and, on Jalen Jones front, especially with, with his 40 time improving, um, feel like all three guys probably helped themselves to some extent. Yeah, there wasn't a, a huge change. Um, I know both guys, uh, all three guys, I believe ran the shuttle and I don't think yeah. any of them ran it at the combine. Uh, if they did, it wasn't a huge difference. Um, uh, most of the guys only did a couple events, I believe Jalen Jones is the one that did the most, but uh, not a huge difference. The only glaring thing really was the 40 time. That that was yeah. the, the biggest thing. But for A-Chain, why I thought that it, it was big for him was he was able to get, like, personal work with the Giants running backs coach, Jeff Nixon, and the Cowboys run game coordinator, uh, uh, Jeff Lasco. So – like he was able to kind of work with those guys for 20 minutes, meet with, you know, I believe there's, those were the two running backs coaches there. There are four defensive backs coach, two special team coaches. And what Achain said in his interview session with us is he said, you know, I'm willing to play wherever. Like, and the fact that I can play not just running back, not just receiver, but also special teams. And then you look at Jalen Jones and Antonio Johnson, those are guys that could play special teams as well. So, I mean, it, it's one of those things where your value increases the, the more you can be used. In some cases, it can be 
it, it can be tricky if like if you're you know a master of none right like if, if you're a jack of all trades but a master yeah. of none but in a chain's case i mean he's really really fast and in the new age of college football or uh, nfl college football all that everyone wants to spread you out everyone wants to use speed uh we even saw with the miami dolphins last year what they were able to do with tyree kill and jalen waddle and raheem mostert all on the field at, at once so I think for Achain, what's gonna what's what's gonna take is being in the right situation. Uh, if he's in this uh, on a team that doesn't really know how to use him, and maybe they think, ah, you're probably just a running back, or mm, yeah, we're gonna move you to receiver and not use you as a running back at all, not use you on special teams at all, or they have a bad quarterback or a bad offensive coordinator. That may not work out for him, but if, if they have, you know, an Andy Reid type, a Kyle, Han- a Kyle Shanahan type, a guy that knows how to use every player, Sean Payton, a guy that, you know, Taysom Hill seemed to have no NFL career, and he was able to turn him into something. Uh, if he gets in that right situation, he could end up being a prolific gadget type player uh, for an NFL team. So, um and that's not that's not a knock on him. But when I say prolific gadget player, you know, you're talking about a, a really good player that can make a lot of money and play in the NFL for a long time. So that's what's going to be the most fascinating thing about this draft to me, what situation he goes to, who his coach will be, and how they intend to use him. No doubt. You look at guys like Kenneth Gainwell, too, on the on the Eagles last year. They made big-time use of him and, and you know, obviously – Darren Sproles is the name that always comes up as a guy that was able to do a lot of different things, be involved on special teams, you know, be a receiver out of the backfield. They split him out. Yeah. You, I, I think you're completely right. If a team knows how to use him and, and doesn't just use him specifically as a running back or specifically as a receiver or specifically as a punt returner, I think if you, if you look at the entire package with him, um, you're going to be a lot better off for it. Uh, we're going to look at the guys that are, are going to come back for, for A&M. As I mentioned, spring spring practice is rolling on. The team is in pads now and um, heading into their second week. So we're going to take a quick look at the, at the team when we return from a quick break. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Welcome back into the Gig'em 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Tim Henderson, joined by Carter Carls. We're talking a little spring football, A&M heading into their second week. Um... You know, now in pads, Carter. What just what's what's kind of stood out to you over the first week um, with the window? We had a couple windows where we were able to see the team. Just what what stood out to you? Yeah, plenty of positives, plenty of negatives for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I had I, hopefully I don't talk about this too much, but uh, just my experience covering other programs that were pretty successful. It's cool to play the comparison game, and with A and M, just what I've seen. I don't know if I've seen a defensive line quite like theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about a defensive line that has Gabriel Brownlow Dindy as their third string guy right now. That is insane. I mean, that is a guy who could probably start at a lot of power five schools. That is how dominant this and, and deep this defensive line is. They really have a case for the deepest D line in the country. Uh, couple guys that have stood out. We've talked about Walter Nolan and the weight loss that he's had. 35 pounds lighter this uh, spring compared to last season. Uh, moves a lot quicker. Uh, it's hard for me to see how beneficial that weight loss has been for him because we don't see him in competitive settings, one-on-ones and 11-on-11. But um, he just seems to be more explosive and, and moving faster. Uh, Shamar Turner was another guy that I try to go drill to drill and, and, and look at each individual group. And he was a guy that, you know, I watched him blow past a couple, uh, I mean, he's going against walk-ons, but he was just a drill when I was kind of, Oh my gosh, this guy, like to be that big and move that quickly. That is kind of how I talk about every defensive lineman on that team wow, they're big and they're quick. Like that is a lethal combination uh, and deep as well. Uh, so that really is the highlight for the defense for me. Uh, on the offensive side, the, the highlight really is the quarterback and the playmakers that he has at, at his disposal. Uh, Connor Wigman, you know, again, haven't seen him in a live setting, but you can definitely see the arm strength that he has. You can see kind of the the just the the fluid mechanics like just just a, a very fluid quarterback. He looks like someone who's been in a program for 4 years and knows what he's doing. He he doesn't look like a guy who, you know, is lacking confidence. And you know, his teammate talk his teammates talk all the time about the poise that he has. Uh and you can definitely see it just the way he carries himself, the body language he has, the way he's interacting with his teammates. 
I really like what I see there. Um, as far as his playmakers, my goodness. I mean, there's there are so many guys you could mention. Uh, I've talked about it before. Really, there's been nobody on the offense that has maybe stood out to me more than Donovan Green. Uh, he is another weight, weight changer. Uh, went from 235 to 250. And, my gosh, I mean, I, I – I expected him to be smaller than he was, but he's actually pretty big. And, and to see how guy. see how he moves uh, at 6'4", 250, I, I just was blown away. And you could see a clear separation between him and the other guys. He's a guy that just doesn't make mistakes in drills, um, and he moves so fluidly for a guy at his size. Uh Running backs, a lot to like in that room. I don't think there's a clear favorite out of there yet with Amari Daniels, Le'Veon Moss, and Ruben Owens. And then wide receiver. Uh, it's such a talented room. And we've talked about this before, but it's such a talented room that a nice Smith could be a backup this year. Yeah. That is how talented that room is with Moose Muhammad, Evan Stewart, and I Smith. As we have uh, said before, Evan Stewart, uh, suffered an injury. He's in a boot around his right foot. So how long he's out, we'll see. But uh, you're starting to see some of the younger guys in his absence, like Noah Thomas, Micah Tease, Raymond Cottrell. They're starting to get more reps. And uh, I like that room. It's just a little bit thin numbers-wise. Yeah, I think they're that's certainly – you know what you have already in Evan Stewart. And um, he's a guy that, that – you know, get them healthy for the fall. And, and um, I think there is a lot of talent in that room and, and we're still waiting to see whether they add to that room. And obviously Gary Bryant's a guy that was in town this past weekend, a USC transfer, um, really productive year two years ago, and then kind of fell out of the rotation at USC this past year and um, has made some visits to A&M, Oregon, Miami, Arizona are kind of the four schools that are in the mix for him. So um, guy that can play outside would obviously join Noah Thomas and give you, I think two guys that you feel really good about that, that side of the ball. And, and, and that's, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, that's if you're looking at guys that can impact the 2023 team, he'd be one. And then Shamar Kirk is going to visit for the spring game, a junior college receiver out of California um, so I still think they could add some some depth to that to that room, and um, you know that'll that'll certainly be one thing to watch. You mentioned Gabriel Brownlow Dindy, and that's an interesting one because I I do feel like he sometimes, you know, people people maybe forget that that he was a five star defensive lineman. Obviously, lit last year um, at the unfortunate break where he gets hurt in the Under Armour All American game, which kind of sets him back his freshman year, and uh, you know I think. I think a lot of fans are going to be really excited to see what he does uh, in the spring game in this fall, uh, because he could really be another guy that, that factors into that room. I've had, I've had the opportunity to see Shamar Turner for a long time now. And, and he, uh, he is a big, powerful player that I think hasn't really had that breakout year yet. I think you're kind of looking at maybe this year being that guy that can really break down on that defensive line. Uh, McKinley Jackson having him healthy and in for a full year will will certainly be beneficial as kind of that run stopper in the middle. And just a recruiting note there, AM did also have 
Tank Booker on campus, which I thought, what what do you make of that? Do you feel like this room still needs a guy, you know, in in the middle there, or uh, what? What did you make of them bringing him in for a visit this weekend? Yeah, I know. I know there's a lot of hoopla about that, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, it's a room where you don't need numbers until you do. It, you rely on so many guys rotationally that you. you a lot of teams will end up playing 10 linemen, defensive linemen in a game. So it doesn't hurt to add numbers, but I think you look elsewhere on this roster and you say, maybe prioritize these positions first because uh, <laughs> I think they need some linebackers. They need some cornerbacks. They need some offensive yep. linemen. They need some receivers. Those are the four that you look at and say, okay, they got to add at these spots. Uh, they really like this guy. Then, okay, cool. But, uh, I, th- I think they're fairly set at that position. No doubt. And they've got some spots to use, and I think they've got enough guys that they can they can really turn to on campus. Obviously, if you if they do opt to bring in a, a veteran presence that they feel might 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 be serviceable in the mud, because obviously the run defense was one of the worst in the SEC last year. So if they feel like they need another guy to really shore up that that group, I think you know it it can't hurt. They've got spots to use. Um, especially this year. Tony Grimes is another one. I wanted to get your thoughts now that you've had a couple days to see him. Uh, well, what's been your thoughts on him and Sam McCall? Yeah, Tony Grimes is 100% going to be a starter this year. No question. Don't even ask. He He's a starter. Like it's, there's not a question there. Uh, he brings the starting experience. I think 28 games he started in his career. He was good enough in 2021 to be an honorable mention. OACC guy. You could see it, the, just the athleticism, the, the, the long arms that he's got. Like He's a very fluid athlete. I, I like what I've seen in him. Sam McCall's another guy that I, I look at and, and think, man, this, this guy, if anyone can just figure out the right spot for him, he's got to be something for you. Because, you know, I, I covered him at Florida State last year, saw him in, in dozens of practices, and you know, he was a guy that just could never pop for Florida State. He, again, he's a freshman, so you have to weigh that. Uh, he was an early enrollee for them. But he just – he'd have, like, one really good practice every ten practices. And so – maybe, like, every six practices. So, like, you would see it, but it wouldn't be consistent enough and other players would, would mostly outshine him. But again, he was a freshman, and I don't think Florida State knew what they wanted him to do. They said, okay, you're cornerback. And then four practice later, okay, you're a safety. And then four practice later, uh, maybe you're cornerback. And so, you know, him moving around, I don't think that's something he enjoyed. And I think at AM, they've said, hey, you're cornerback, keeping you quarterback, you're going to be a quarterback. And I think that could help him. And you see, I mean, this guy was a top 100 recruit of the 2022 class. He's got exceptional length. And you just like the way that this guy moves. He can almost be a receiver. Uh, but but I, I think he's somebody that if you stick him at one position and develop him at that one position, that could be very beneficial for them. And with how much this team needs at cornerback, I think you can afford to keep him there. And to have him as a backup with the ceiling that he has, 
I think he's awesome. Now, as soon as he starts, if he has to start this upcoming season, then, you know, I don't know if he's ready yet. But you bake him in the oven, and maybe in a year or two, he could be an exceptional starter for you. He's got all the potential in the world, but I think he's got to stay in a position, learn that position, and 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 develop in that way, not jump around too much. And I think it's the thing with him and, and where the transfer portal kind of comes in handy. He's already got a year on campus now. He's already going through, you know, a lot of the freshmen are in his spot now of, of you know, a good practice here, a good practice there. And, and and learning to be more consistent now that he's heading into his second year it it makes a big difference and you know he's going to have these practices to get through the spring get through the fall and and feels like a guy if you have an injury during the season can turn to him and he can he can give you solid reps he can give you a solid game and and just provides some experience and, and some veteran um leadership at, on the back end so a uh, lot of fascinating stories we're going to be able to Keep you guys um, in loop. We'll speak to Jimbo Fisher later this week um, and hear from him uh, on his thoughts and, and be back next week again to kind of break down everything as, as A&M kind of gets closer towards the Maroon and White spring game. Again, thanks to everybody for joining us and we'll see you guys soon. training is in full swing and fantasy baseball draft season is upon us that means you need to join us on fantasy baseball today in five part of the cbs sports podcast network join scott white chris towers and me frank stample every monday through saturday for six pods per week throughout the month of march we'll break down the latest news spring training updates players to target and much more in just five minutes make sure to download and follow on apple Podcasts, spotify the odyssey app and everywhere else podcasts are found